0: Things sound like it. That's one of the word games you say.
1: Welcome to the Geopets podcast, where we aim to scratch your cultural curiosity itch with niche topics and a global focus. We are focused on languages specifically in the month of November for NAPOD POMO International Podcast Posting Month, where crazy podcasters like myself are posting every day of the month. Yesterday, you heard from Ryan and the beginning of his story on learning Mandarin Chinese in the countryside and speaking while being in uh, dangerous situations, bad situations. We're going to continue on today with Ryan. And actually, yesterday, I lied to you just a hair. Because I said it was going to be a two-parter, but actually, uh, it's not. It's going to be a three-parter. So Ryan will be back tomorrow to finish up talking about some more aspects of his reading and writing and using Mandarin Chinese in his daily life in this present day, as well as in his future. So please come back tomorrow for more of Ryan's story. Without further ado, let's get into Ryan now, shall we? The head translator for the Beijing Olympics. Yeah, there was a few. So I was That's, one of the head translators yeah. for the
0: Beijing Olympics for the U.S. team.
1: How long did that take you?
0: Uh, that took me eight years.
1: That seems like a short time.
0: And I will still say that my Chinese was not good enough. Oh and the thing was, is everyone was faster than me. Mm-hmm. You know, people were studying that were just better at languages. And they were in, yeah, you know, three or four years, they were studying Chinese poetry and literature. And I was still just trying to get my HSKs, trying to get everything, but I just never stopped. I kept on adding rules for myself. So it was, you know, only um, talk to every person around you. Cab drivers were a rule. And then it was extended to more people talking in Chinese, have as many Chinese conversations as possible. Everything in my life had to be in Chinese Um, to only listen to Chinese music, Chinese things, everything that you enjoy has now be in Chinese. Then to, okay, you're going to read a Chinese article every day in the newspaper to now you're going to be doing, you know, little steps to, Get more and more fluency and more comfortable, and to be honest, people underrate fluency because they can only measure what is tested, Mm -hmm. and so they give weight Mm -hmm. to that. And I totally get it, and I understand. You give weight to what you can measure. Mm -hmm. You can either you know here's the HSK, how high you're going to get, and that's a that's how good you are because that's a measurable method. But fluency is what you really need, and. I have still to this day, I don't know all the words. I, I, I'm I, not the most literate in terms of Chinese, but I am very fluent.
1: But native speakers of most languages, if not all, don't know all the words of the language. Yeah. Like we're constantly learning stuff yes. in our own – in yeah. a language that we grew up with anyway. Hmm. But – and and the thing that – is least stressed in a lot of language classrooms is the negotiation of language, even mm-hmm. native speaker to native speaker. Which, by the way, does not mean skillful; it just means you grew up with that language. Yes, you're still navigating back and forth. What do you mean by that? Did you say this or that? Like, there's still a lot of back and forth with one bit of information with, with communication yeah. happening. So that is yeah. something, that and
0: needs that to fluency be. of going back and forth. Yeah, that's the key. Because exactly. if you think you're saying something, mm-hmm. language is. Uh, I mean, it's ethereal what I think mm-hmm. this is and what you exactly. think this is. Language is maybe the lowest common denominator of yeah. actually what we yeah. think this is. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because language is just one part. Then you've got the thought processes. You've got the past experiences of the person or the the motivation of the person. Yes. Are they trying to do this Everything. versus that? There's so many things that are not language related with yes. communication. That's so true. Yeah,
0: and and I mean, I think that's why I got that that one job because my – it was, I, I, you know, my whole interview was about fluency, about what I could do, how I could do and and the proof that I could do these things exactly. and, and, uh, and the constant struggle. Like I have one other – I have more struggle stories. Like I feel like my entire journey on Chinese was Struggle City. How it could it just, not be?
1: Have you seen them? Of course you have. But listeners, yes. have you seen this language?
0: <laughs> but don't give up because there's yeah. so much that you gain from being able to communicate and understand the culture. You know, it, it's, it's the easiest hack to understand the Chinese culture is to understand the language
1: could you tell us something about the Chinese language that oh. you learned only because you got to a certain point um, Chinese in
0: numerology is amazing the the culture and their perspective is very much related to numbers and they have number games they have word games with numbers things sound like it <laughs> like that's one of the uh, that's one of the uh, word games you say <laughs> Like forty-four is 40, Forty-four is forty, but not forty four uh for not fourteen. Forty four, yeah, it's it's like it's 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 crazy uh and I can slow it down. Um so you say <laughs> that's
1: only nine words. It seemed like more than nine. Yeah, and yeah. so
0: when you're saying something like that. Um, you know, you're basically just saying numbers like, uh, you know, the 40 and 44 is not 14 or, or however you I forget. Actually, I'm probably butchering the, the thing right now. I, I think I am. But uh, they love number games and they love the, the fact that things sound different. And and so, like, uh, in my WeChat, one of my favorite number games is um, uh, like I love the number one seven nine seven. One seven nine seven is my favorite number. Only Chinese people will get it. I look at the number, they go, "Oh, yeah, seventeen ninety seven. That's hilarious." And so if I said that in Chinese, I would say "yao chi," "yao chi jiu chi," which sounds like "yao Chu jiu chi," which is a word play on "if you're hungry, go ahead and eat." "Yao chi jiu chi." I gotcha. So it's if you want to eat, "yao chi jiu chi," go ahead and eat. And so it's a way of like. Being like, I'm fat, I love food, this mm-hmm. is amazing, mm-hmm. food's my best friend, or just like playing around and having fun with that, or calling yourself a foodie. So 1797 is another way of saying, I'm a foodie. Uh,
1: why do you think numbers? Why, why are number? why is it that numbers are so Because we don't
0: different. have, I, you know, there was something that we never had in, or I never experienced very mm-hmm. much of it in uh, in America and learning English, mm-hmm. and there are so many number games. And there's so many uh, sounds like and playoff and idioms and everything about numbers. And then they believe the power of numbers. And so there are, uh, you know, four, Mm -hmm. sounds like death. There's been studies all over China at all the hospitals. Mm -hmm. And on the fourth month, Mm -hmm. on the fourth day, at four Mm o'clock, at 444, there are a disproportionate amount of deaths. People give up. People believe that four is si, and it's the maximum amount of death is that moment. Right. And so there's a bell curve of, in China of, of that, and there's actual power. People give power to these numbers. Whether these numbers have power or not, sure. that's up to quantum physics. Right. But people believe in it. Yeah. That's a different thing. And so there's a lot of belief, and there's a lot of cultural respect that you can get in China by knowing the numbers knowing what things mean right. there's a lot of websites that are like leo Wu it's like let's go buy mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. like like you know or, or let's go for good luck it's like things sound similar they use numbers and all that. so like yeah you know one of the ways to say like good luck is Lio, leo 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 uh, 666 good luck you yeah. know or, okay, okay, okay. yeah 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 so they're like 8 is good fortune as well right. and also bye bye right. but if i want to say like go you can do it it's Lio, leo leo
1: because you said there's a lot of struggle, struggle, struggle. When did you finally feel that you could step back from the struggle and have a little bit of fun with it like that?
0: I, I don't know when I could have fun with it, but I remember the moment that I could hear Chinese. It took me two years. Okay. And I remember I was I was in a cab and, I, and the radio was on and the radio was talking about an event that was happening later that day mm-hmm. um, that with like a concert or something. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my friend. And I was like, oh, there's a concert going on. You know, later this day, they just said on the radio and I stopped. It's like, oh, I understood the radio. That's insane. I heard this. (laughs) What? It was on the radio and then it was in my brain. Oh, my God. And I freaked out because I never had that happen in any language in my life. And I studied languages for years, for like 15 years. I've been studying languages and it's never clicked. Mm -hmm. The moment that I could just hear the radio and then know what it said Instead of, you know, a constructed, it has to be someone saying, how are you? Where are you from? Repeating back. You know that how oh man that was an amazing moment.
1: So it sounds like the moment where you're just hearing content and you're not realizing what language it is until yes, and then all of a sudden
0: it just came in. I was like oh my god I understand everything. That's so amazing. I mean not everything. Yeah. But I actually understand how yeah. little I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I got twenty percent of that. Great, but that's a it's a huge improvement.
1: But you got the meaning of what they were saying yeah, in that yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. even if you didn't know every word. That's beautiful. Yeah.
0: And I will point out that my struggle probably helped me be more confident in my fluency because I never could remember the right words. Mm-hmm. And so I never sat on my chair, my high chair of the right words. I'm saying the right thing. Why aren't you understanding me? I've always had uh, speaking issues or not not a lisp, but I would say things wrong. And I've gone through, uh, like uh, when I was growing up, slow reader, slow one to pick up on a lot of like the language expectations. And so Always kind of struggling with English. Even to this day, I'm I'm terrible at spelling.
1: Okay, that makes me wonder what languages were around you. Were there other language distractions?
0: No, it was it was basically. I mean, I mean, California, Southern California. There's a lot of Spanish, and so uh, you you pick up a lot of Spanish just by being around there. But it's not it's not as um, prevalent as maybe living in Europe, as would be. You know, you'd be learning German and Austin and like French and all these things, but. No, it's just uh, you know I, I definitely struggled a lot with languages growing up.
1: Do you remember when you became aware of it being like obstructing meaning? Being, well, I think
0: I you know that was my my family became aware of it mm-hmm. that it was obstructing before because I was pretty young and I was definitely put into a uh, class, special classes. I used to say the word stuperman instead of super. It was stuperman. Uh, Uh, A lot of things that I just, I couldn't actually say the vowels or the consonants correctly. And I had learned a way to say them that needed to be corrected.
1: Some of the most successful and intelligent people I've met had language problems as a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I, yeah, I, okay, wow. I'm going to include my husband and I in that <laughs> mix, but also a range of other people that I've heard speak. They've yes. all had like language struggles, communication struggles mm-hmm. as a kid. And I wonder if that makes us more introspective about how we communicate later on.
0: Maybe. That's a good point. Um, growing up, I was told language it was not something for me. <sighs> and so uh, as I went past then, you know, I was always mm-hmm. told, Ryan, you're going to have difficulties. Ryan, it's going to be harder for you. Yeah. And so uh, it's one of those self-fulfilling fulfilling prophecies right. where y- it does become harder for you. you. You were always in your head. So as I was growing up, I studied Latin mm-hmm. and I studied French. And th- I would study five hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would study 10 hours, 15 hours. I had tutors. No matter what I would put in in terms of effort and work. Mm-hmm. And I would take the practice test, ace them. I'd go in for the real test and get an F. Every single time I'd get zeros. I I just could not perform. And it might have been the uh, subconscious thinking of I'm not good at this. I can't do it. But whenever it would come to taking the test, Mm -hmm. actually doing it, the graded work on any language, Mm -hmm. I would barely pass or fail.
1: Did you have any chance to use the language? No, I've I've never. So
0: in that situation, I was someone who never had to use it. Except for testing. So the only engagement that I've ever had with language up to high school was you're learning this to be tested on it.
1: You know, all too often people assume that language abilities equates with like intelligence and it's just not true. Learning Mm -hmm. languages and how we learn languages is such a complex issue, complex skill and really, really different from person Mm -hmm. to person. And how we
0: do it is very different.
1: Very different.
0: So I developed techniques to go around and explain things so people could easily and and hopefully, without a doubt, know what I meant. And so I'll give you an example. When we were at the Olympics, uh, there was a circuit box. That power went out and we needed to bring back electricity to the circuit box. So I was looking for a circuit box. I don't know how to say circuit box. It's not a normal thing. I don't know what to do with it. I know how, I know now how to say it. But back then, I usually I do like, Okay, I got to go research. I got to look it up. Nope. All I did was I ran around and I found someone. And I said, OK, I'm looking for a box. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's about this big, right. you know, about the size of your face. And inside of it is electricity. Yeah. And if I punched it, I would die. <laughs> and they looked at me like, I know what you mean. It's over there.
1: <laughs> That's beautiful. Because your negotiation yeah. skills were just.
0: It was just right like on. it was like. Listen, it's yeah. a box. There's power going in and out yeah. of this box. Sure. Still not there. And if I punched it, yeah. I would be. I die. Right. And they were like, "Got it. No, what you mean. It's over there." And that was it. And I was. And you know, I didn't research. I figured it out later. But that was that was how I did my fluency. Right. My fluency was about describing the situation, what it was, how I would use things, how things would interact with me. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. And with. Only a few data points. People would totally get it. They'd understand it even better than me using the real word sometimes.
1: I imagine that would especially go over well in China where there's – where it's such a gigantic country and linguistically it's so diverse mm-hmm. from region to region that I imagine they're probably doing that a lot with themselves with mm-hmm. the, the native, quote yeah, apart, right, native because there's, speakers. Yeah, right there's uh,
0: 255 dialects that are uh, recognized so yeah.
1: when they're speaking the common language, they're speaking put qua to each other. They're probably doing that anyway because, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily – but even even in English, we do that. We're like, oh, what is that thing called? You know, the blah, 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 blah. Yeah,
0: the, the thing that, that – well, I don't know what it's called, but it, it will kill you if you punch it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we do that all the time anyway. So to be able to do that in another language, have people understand you yeah. and to keep whatever action is happening happen. Yes, that's and, and then
0: facilitating it and just going forward and yeah. never – I never got stuck on the word yeah. – I always push through to the meaning. And that was my rule, is that push through to the meaning of what you're trying to say, but not the word.
2: headed for a break. Boom, boom,